0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of monthly Q&A. This month I am joined by Liam Annette of LAPT. Um, Today we're gonna talk about his experiences within the fitness industry, but we're gonna focus a little bit more so on his return from injury and how that impacted him and just have a look at where he was um, when he suffered his injury and sort of like the, the process he went through to get to where he is today. So Liam, please tell us a little bit about yourself of where you started out and what you're doing now.
1: Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, I'm uh, I'm, I'm ready. You're ready. So I've been in the fitness industry since 2016. um, Was at college um, and then went through, had had an injury um, and then kind of started working for for Progress in 2016. Um, Did an apprenticeship for a couple of years then and then in I think 2000 yeah four years ago so January uh, four years ago so it's four and a half years or four and a bit years I've been working as a person trainer now self-employed so I did nice. a friendship for a couple of years abroad, like we all did um, and then went from there so yeah I've, uh, I've loved it since um, it's been great and uh, I really enjoy like obviously really fortunately being in the, the situation that I'm in with coaching and really enjoy my job so I can't really complain from that end
0: Good, good. That's excellent. I mean, um, <clears throat> Liam's a, a, a colleague of mine, as you'll gather from that um, at Progress Gym, and like from my perspective, and I know the rest of the the coaches there will agree that Liam's like an absolute robot. I mean, he <laughs> he works every hour under the sun, and to say that he's he's done well for himself with his business would probably be a bit of an understatement. Um, but like, looking more so at the the business side of things, like talk us through how that like developed for you. Because I mean, we all we all have to start somewhere, right? And you know, I'm sure you'd agree, right? That once you've completed your your qualification, like you've learned how to tick all the boxes for personal training qualification, but you're not re- You're not you're not a personal trainer yet, right?
1: Um, I you know. I I really think that the way that uh, Progress runs their uh, apprenticeship scheme is probably the best thing that you can do because it's that, you know, I know the, p- the paper-based side of things of the course is quite minimal. So, mm. you know, you don't actually, you know, you, you, you tick the boxes and, you, you know, you get everything done, you get the qualification by the end of the, the, the training. But actually, you know, being hands-on with people and working behind the desk at the gym, you know, learning as you, as you go is probably one of the most beneficial things I did. So, like, my apprenticeship for two years, you know with you know with the members chatting to them like watching other people and watching the other coaches at the time train them, you know train clients like that mm-hmm. for me was one of the most beneficial things just you know learning like what works what doesn't and seeing how people you know even just stuff like their mannerisms with clients and mm-hmm. you know and that sort of stuff was a i think was a real big benefit and obviously then you know instead of uh you know instead of just dropping in off of like an online course or something you know yeah. being hands-on was probably the most beneficial thing that i said that i probably i ever did via that um yeah. even by the time I, I started pt'ing although i felt like i was you know I, I wasn't ready for it it was one of those things that actually you know i, I knew a lot more than i thought i did and
0: definitely
1: uh, it was a, i still had a solid foundation to, to get started with
0: yeah absolutely and i think that like, you really hit the nail on the head there because personal training i mean it's kind of calmed down i think from my perspective anyway but it at one point like a couple of years ago it was almost like a cereal box qualification you know what i mean like yeah. every tom dick and harry could get their hands on it like you said from like an online course and then it wasn't necessarily the fault of the people that got the qualification through these online courses but more so the the fact that it was available that way but as a result there was a lot of You know, very poorly educated people that were going into the fitness industry and then just making things like an absolute hash of things, basically. Right. And there is there is this will be the case for a lot of things where the work is hands on that there's only so much you can learn from doing things theoretically. Right. There's only so much that you can learn from talking about the theory of like, say, for example, progressive overload or you know, muscle hypertrophy and all this sort of stuff, but also like more so looking at movement patterns with biomechanics and stuff like this as well. There is only so much that you can learn by looking at textbooks, like to have it and to have the experience of seeing it hands-on on on a day-to-day basis and looking up to the other coaches, like you said. Like I did with you, for example, when I started as a red top, you know what I mean? I did my apprenticeship, you know? I was looking at you, I was looking at Brad, I was looking at everyone else that was working at the time and being like, these guys are doing well. And, like, you know, it's it's, it's awesome to be in that environment where you can sort of, like, absorb the energy that comes off the other coaches. And, like,
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And I completely agree with you, man, because... It's one of those things that, like that in itself, and I think that also speaks volumes, again, for the way that things are done at Progress, in the sense that, um, you know, where we're the, the collection of coaches there are very long-standing, and the quality of coaches that are there as well, without, you know, blowing smoke up our own ass, it, are very good, right? So, yeah, it's one of those, yeah.
1: you know, definitely... Standard. The country. I think we're uh, we're doing all right for ourselves.
0: So, you know, yeah. And a, and a small little gym in Somerset. So it's not so bad, is yeah. it? It's not so bad. And another thing that's like just a nice little segue off of this, um, that is is excellent. in progress is their um, you know their opportunities provided constantly for further education, for upskilling, spending time with other coaches, um, and of course you know. But also, I think that's very much bred into all of us to go off our own back and learn from other coaches outside of the four walls and
1: outside of our own environment as well right yeah, definitely i think between us uh, as a as a group of coaches we spent you know some time with some of the best coaches in the world you know mm. um, spent you know we must have spent thousands between us all you know on education every year and you know and you, it kind of it tells like that you know the standard of coaching is always progressively getting better even though like every every year I've been there, you know, I've been there nearly well, eight and a half years now and you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's just that whole thing of that, you know, every it's always progressively getting better. There's always things that we're doing that are slightly different and always evolving with the, you know, uh, with the with the job as such. Yeah. You know, it's uh ne- we're never stagnant and it's always no. like right, what can we do better and you know, what what what's the next step to take?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for for those who are, who are going to be listening to this, Liam, like, talk us through the, the the bits and bobs that you've done more you personally, because of course we, you know, we all work with general population, and that is a big part of coaching, especially on our level. Um, but like, talk us through any more specific areas, like coaches you've spent time with, qualifications you've done. Talk us through like the areas that you focused on yourself.
1: Um, so. For me personally, I really enjoy like the, the rehabbing kind of side of things. I think from my, from my own personal experience, like, I see the yeah. value in going, taking someone from pain not to pain. So, you know, that's something I focus in around my own personal reading and like looking into, um, spent some great time with coaches like, you know, Grand Forward Fitness, Andy McKenzie, UTTO, yeah. like, they've been, you know, some of the best influences that I have, had, Mark Coles, um, and I've done, you know, lots of different uh, education via those. And, you know, every time I go to them, it, you know, the feeling, you like even just spending a day with some, one of, some of those coaches, like, the, you know, the feeling you get from it is amazing. Like, you're, yeah. you're coming to work, the, you know, the next day and you're buzzing and, mm. you know, you're just ready to, like, take that, you know, that next step. So I think that's really, really cool. Um, and that's why I always enjoy like, doing some CBD, just because, you know, it's, it gives you that, like, oh, this is, you know, this is there's always that standard that you can kind of be chasing. Um, especially when you spend the time with, you know, top-quality coaches, design and stuff, and, and then you go, oh, I could apply this to this client, and, you know, and that's really, really cool. So, like, from an educational point of view, I think, like, we're always, I'm always looking for something, I think, as a group, we're always looking for, you know, the next person to spend time with or the next mm-hmm. course to do, and, you know, recently just doing, like, my, my, my weightlifting course and all that yeah. sort of stuff, it's, you yeah, always looking at, you know, trying to upscale and, you know, move forward with the business and my own, you know, and my own personal ability.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you I'm, I'm, I'll very much echo a few of the things you said there with especially with uh, regards to the coaches that you found really kind of inspirational and helped you um, really sort of find the spark and a like a connection with things like with Andy McKenzie, Grant Ford and Eugene Tio as well. Like just the way that they deliver things, not only their knowledge, which they have an absolute wealth of, but like their delivery with it as well of course like i think with with like the difference between the way that eugene and the way that andy delivers things i'm sure you'll agree they're quite different in their delivery for sure like but at the same time the knowledge that you know they've got there is insane like some of the stuff they come out with and i'll I'll completely echo what you just said you absolutely you come away from it buzzing it's like holy shit, like, this is super cool. There's all these things that these these guys are telling you and you get all these light bulbs just pinging off in your mind thinking, like, I could use that with this client. That's applicable here. That's applicable there. I can do this with that person. And it's just awesome to be in that environment and just be so, like, like, you know, um, mentally stimulated by it and be in a position where you're just, like, I'm so ready to apply this, level myself up with the knowledge that I've gained from them and and push forward with that it's really cool and like but like I said I think because of the amount of opportunities we've always been provided um through progress as well with having you know because we've had Andy and Grant come down you know and um with Mark Coles coming down and various other big names in the industry I think as a result because you know we've all at points gone off and done our own things uh, outside of the four walls and I think because of how much opportunity that's been provided to us right it would it would it would it's just naturally bred the confidence in us to go out and look for other courses as well right
1: yeah definitely um, and i think there's always stuff that you know there's so much out there and actually looking at like what you know especially now you get a bit more direction of where you want to take your business like you can go right this is the person i want to spend time with and Mm-hmm. Know, you can start to map out your education and you know find that you know where you want to be and who you want to you know learn from. Um, yeah, I think that's really really cool I' have that ability to do that.
0: Definitely, I think you just you raised quite an interesting point there as well, Liam, because it's it's one of those things, especially from my point of view. I felt quite a lot of pressure when I started out as a, a PT to um, to know what my niche was and to know exactly what I would want to have as my main focus, like from the word go. And honestly, mate, I didn't I didn't know what that was. And I think I think there can be a fair bit of pressure to know what your your specific target audience is, but I think I've seen from um, things that I've seen from um, what's worked with others previously. I don't think there's any problem with not having a set niche, in the sense that, like especially from early on, because you can end up almost pigeonholing yourself too much, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think that you know, I think that when you finish the qualification, there's no real. you're, you're there to train. You know, the general. Public as such, and I think, yeah, it's just kind of as you through, you find the stuff that interests you more. And there's mm-hmm. no real, once you you know, once you've got the qualification, there's no real framework. And that was always a bit for me that you know, I, it was quite daunting to start because it was like, where, where do I go next? You know, Definitely, there's people that have done it more than you, and you know, look, you know, coaches that we're working with, but actually, it's you know, you're like, God, what do I, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to take it? Um, yeah. But, you slowly do a little bit and you're like oh, okay cool and then you start you know the momentum starts to build and you're like right this is the way i want to you know this is the direction i want to take my business in um which is a, a you know a cool position to be able to choose which how you want to you know how you want to work it and you know what, what sort of business model you want to try and produce mm-hmm. and I think Absolutely. that's you know that's part of the part that i really enjoy as well is that you know i don't have to do one set way it's, you know i enjoy and people buy into you you know they buy yeah. into your methods and they enjoy buy, buy into your ethos and you know and that's that's really cool as well you know it's not you're not just you know they're not buying into just the service they're buying into you as a person 100 and you're,
0: you're you're like you're bringing some like really um you know poignant um things in my mind as well man in the sense that like you said there's there's it'd be interesting to know exactly how many like personal trainers there are there are as a stat in the uk alone at the moment right there's probably hundreds of thousands right and like the The difficulty is with that, like looking at it as a new coach. You can be like, "Whoa, how how do I do something that hasn't been done before?" And the honest answer is, you can't. Right? You can't. Everything's been done before. There'll be there'll be new things and new slants and theories and uh, methods that come out in some areas and some fields. But like everything's been done to some degree before, right? So it can be that in itself, when you start out as a new coach can be like, how do I define myself amongst others? And you just hit the nail on the head, man, because you get people that buy into you as a person. That's the thing that makes you different. You get people because your USP is you as a person and how you bring yourself across and how you then connect with your clients, you know? And because, you know, you could have, you could be just as well read, qualified and everything else as the next coach. But if you haven't got the people skills or you haven't got the, um, you know, the level of interaction or the personality traits that a, a potential client's going to want to click with, that may be, that could, you know, that could be not make or break, but that could be a, a, a big role to play in whether someone decides to invest in you or not, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like, from, uh, you know, you
1: have the, you, feel, I, you know, the relationships I build with my clients are amazing, like, I, you know, really enjoying training all of them and I think like you've got a click with a lot of people and I think like having that you know is really important and having that ability to you know to get the most out of them so you know to you know chat to clients learn about them learn about what makes them tick and so therefore you can get more from them it's uh that's what I really enjoy as well actually building like genuine relationships with people Um, absolutely just fine like you're actually building like a you know a relationship up that you can just go oh actually if I do this they get more out of it or you know that uh, you know about their background and you know if they had a shitty day then you might give them something that you know they're going to enjoy and you can kind of like you can see people come in and you know come in in a in a shit mood and you know turn around and come back out having a you know having a really good time so i think we we, we have a great you know a great ability to to really change people's ethos and that by the way that we you know we connect to them so that's really cool as well and i do re- you know i enjoy that part of my my job massively
0: Yeah. um, Again, I'll I'll just kind of echo what you're saying. I mean, that's that's huge, man, and that's really really cool because it's it's so much more than just you know getting someone to a new personal best on like a squat or improving like their physical measurements and reducing body fat and stuff like that like you said you know when you can it's a huge win for me and i know that you'll you'll agree because you just touched on it but when you have a client come in you can tell you just you've worked with them for a year or so you know they've had a bit of a a tough day something's gone on they're not themselves and at the end of the session they're buzzing they're like an entirely different person and for you to be able to have the impact on them and to be you know one of those positive factors that's not only helped with their you know with their mindset and their mood but also with you know so much more than that is really rewarding because it is so much more than just those kind of generic oh you've got leaner you've got stronger your circumference measurements have improved your skin fold measurements have improved whatever like it's so much more than that right
1: yeah definitely um and i think that's you know i think that's another one of the reasons why i like getting people to move better and feel better um, yeah I'm completely you know, with you it's, for a lot of time for people it's priceless um, yeah I think, you know if you, you know ha, you know having a six-pack and you know changing someone's physique is you know is incredible on its own mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. if you can take someone that's been in chronic pain for you know a long period of time and just the simple stuff like oh you know I've had loads of people like now nah, I'm never gonna be able to touch from photos and like you know, yeah within and then you do weeks, it she's managed the point yeah and they're like wow never thought that was achievable you know like the you know the awesome that. you get from that huge. awesome you know, Absolutely. And it, that's, you know that's that's massive for a lot of people it's yeah and that's you know really tangible and and people actually go god like that's made a big difference especially like stuff like you know back pain shoulder pain anything like that if you get yeah. to reduce that or yeah know, or eliminate that completely just by moving better you know mm-hmm. like people you know that's you know that's prices for a lot of people that might not necessarily be able to have yeah. all have been able to do that in the past you know like certain exercises sure. pick up kids you know all those sort of things that are yeah. really really valid for that, you know, valuable really
0: yeah because it's yeah again for again for me as well you know i'm just gonna sort of like resonate with you in the sense that i personally think i probably you know it's, it's awesome getting results whatever the, the the uh the the focus is with a client but if i can get someone that's had and experienced day to day pain for a long amount of time um, just to get them to move better and focus on just strengthening around improved mobility. If they can then come into me and be like, you know what? that day-to-day thing that really hurt me before and was causing me pain it's not doing it anymore and that's a big like that's a huge thing right like if you can positively impact people's lives and in, in, in reduce day-to-day pain by getting them to just exercise on more of a frequent basis like with some quality movement like that's cool as hell right
1: yeah definitely and you know that you know that's life chasing for some people and I think sometimes yeah, you, know, you got pinch yourself a bit as a coach, but you you really forget actually how much impact you can on have on people. Yeah, um, for sure. You, you know, you just see it as doing a job, but actually, you know, it can be massive and you know have massive benefits to people's lives, which is you know which is awesome. Like, it's, yeah, that's great for me.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, man. So to go back to something that you said it had become a bit more of a a focus for you over time, but with your personal experiences, and I touched on this in the the earlier phases of this. Um, was the the rehab side of things. So, um, you know, you, it's fair to say that you you went through a pretty serious injury earlier on in you know earlier on in your life. Um, and if you're happy to, mate, I'd love to just go into depth with that kind of what happens, where you're at with it at the point and just sort of like look at where you are now because like we've just said i think it's a nice way of just going into it because there's so many people that on a day-to-day basis are going through a lot of physical pain or have had previous injuries that think i'm a lost cause and you know if we can get across some people that you know from your example which was quite it's like really quite serious that you can come back and you can be you can just break past barriers that would be really really cool
1: yeah so um My background is always uh, I've raced uh, motocross bikes for uh, for years. I've done that since I was since I was young, Um, and then whilst I was at college, my last year at college, um, I was racing and uh, just on a on a local track in Cheddar, um, Mm -hmm. and I had a crash and broke uh, a few things. I broke my pelvis. Um, I basically dislocated my hip. I put it through my pelvic wall pelvic wall, so I popped that out. Um, Compression fractured three in my vertebrae um, Mm -hmm. in my lower back, so. Uh, that was an idea. I well, then also uh, later found out that I'd ruptured my LCL, so my lateral collateral ligaments. So mm-hmm. I had to have that reconstructed as well. Um, yeah. I basically spent three weeks in hospital up in Bristol, um, had my, uh, my hip reconstructed, um, and just rested and recovered. Um, I didn't walk for six months after that. So I pretty much spent uh, the rest of the time either uh, in a, like, well, sat at home, not doing anything, or, you know, just that i was non-weight-bearing through that side for six months so sure uh, I, I didn't i didn't stand for a long time so i was in a pretty uh, you know not mentally bad place but it was a bit of a you know summer at the time yeah uh, just as i finished in my my college career like I, I was in my last year of college i, I actually trained out the old progress um ah, well yeah. I Rob prior to that. and basically just one day i was on facebook and chatting to him and and he said to me, he offered me an apprenticeship, and he said, "Ah, oh, well, you, you know, this was the end of my recovery of like the first six months, and why <laughs> 'Why well, don't you come down?' And that's uh, you know, we kind kind of got going from there. So he offered for an apprenticeship, he offered it to me, and I haven't really looked back since. Um, but the big thing for me is that you know, from my experience with my injury, is that the one thing that I've learned, and it's really you know, dummy testament over the you know, in my in my coaching career, is just the fact that how impatient I was with everything you know really? like I was young I was naive and I thought I was invincible whereas actually you know it's little things you know done over a long period of time which really make a big difference um it's not you fact, you're going to be able to fix yourself in five minutes you know I, I you know I had quite severity of injuries but it was one thing at the time I just wanted to get back to being normal and you know yeah being up to 100% as soon as possible whereas actually I think you know it, it didn't be good from an experience point of view but actually if you know from a recovery point of view if if I'd uh you know smart head on my shoulders back then I would have spent a bit more time you know actually focusing on my recovery and everything like that not thinking that you know I was invincible so that's definitely something I would uh, I'd go back and spend a bit more time on now but the, you know in the long run it's done me good because I've had to really learn about myself which has then you know enabled me to help others in the, in the long run
0: definitely mate definitely I mean I do see that. And I'm sure you do as well. That if people are struggling with injuries or you know experiencing pain, the 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 challenge can be getting them to buy into the long game with it, right? Because if if anyone goes through any injury, especially like you know, because you said you've been you've been doing motocross motocross for a long period of your your life by that point, and. I can imagine there was a part of you that thought, oh, you know, I've, I've just can't, I've you probably come off your bike loads of times by that point, right? Yeah. And you're probably thinking like, oh, well, you know, I've come up before, so I'll be fine. You know, I can get back to it; it'll be all right. And yeah. you know, there's almost that 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 you don't want to. You almost kid yourself into thinking, you know, I'm going to be fine here. Like everything's going to be all right, like because you don't want to. I guess it may be not not necessarily denial because that sounds quite extreme, but you almost want to look over the. the potentially like the extremes of the actual and the severity of the injury itself um but i'm so i'm sure you see it with clients that you work with now that they want to they want to rush back to a position where they can you know do things that are beyond really their capabilities for the moment because it's things that they've either done before or you know i think that is probably one of the main things right is when people want to they want to jump back to things that they've done previously and then like and then something something goes ping or pop again in what you know like a worst case scenario, and then you have to, you know, go back almost back to square one in some cases. But you know, I think that is it's massively important, isn't it? It's just having patience with it. You have to play the long game in those kind of scenarios.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like like you said there, like with the with the with that sort of like a time frame thing, I think it's very difficult, especially with injuries, to, to realise that actually if you've had pain for Six years that you're not going to fix it in six sessions. It's going to, you nice. know, it's going to be there's going to be some time, and you're going to need to be doing it frequently, and mm-hmm. and also just working from and being able to, you know, accept the fact that you you're going to have to work on the basics and work from the foundation. Um, you you won't be doing massive weights, and you won't be, you know, you you have to. And I think the people that I've had the most results are the ones that are really willing to trust you 100 and commit yeah. the process. Yeah, and I think that if they just, and they're the ones that they, you see results with, the people that give it a bash for two weeks and then aren't, you know, aren't sticking with it or, you know, aren't staying with the frequency. They're the ones that maybe, you know, take a bit longer to, to achieve their goal. Whereas if you just give full cool commitment to it, you actually, you, you'll get there a lot quicker. I, uh, I don't know, that's, that sounds obvious, but actually, you know, it's it's amazing how how few actually will apply that and actually go, right, I want to get fixed. This is what I'm going to mm-hmm. need to do. I can put mm-hmm. a trust in this coach, like you're investing time and money. Deadpool, yeah. actually you should you know be following it to the word and that's you know it's one thing that you know to go, to go with like if you you know you're paying someone's for service then you know commit to it and you'll you'll get massive out of it
0: yeah definitely definitely and like you said you said that and like with regards to things being simplistic and i do think that is a case for a lot of things when it comes to coaching though the simple things and the basics work really really well but because they're not always super eye catching and they're not always super like gripping and, like uh, you know, they're not they're not being seen. They're not kind of like off the wall methods that I think that sometimes as a result, people are a bit like, oh, well, I don't really I don't really want to do it. then I don't want to invest in it. You know what I mean? It's like, but come on, like, surely that should be more of an incentive because it is a simple, basic thing to do like surely that should grab you in more, you know, of course, you know, it is playing the wrong game and it is sticking with it. But I think that can be almost another battle that people have because it's simple things. They're not thinking like, Oh, this is exciting. This is something that, you know, there's, yeah, let's be honest, like doing rehab stuff and rehab work, it's not always going to be the most exciting thing, but it's getting people to buy into, like you say, the trust element, but also the, the end products that will be there as well and the results they'll get from that. Mm
1: -hmm i think as well like you know in the in we're all guilty for it but in like the in the world of social media where you know PVs <laughs> look best on you know on instagram like they're, the, they're the always things that like people are chasing like the best exercise which looks best yeah and actually you know, spending a lot of time just doing some really minimalistic work will get you yep. a long way you know that, you know it might not not look glamorous but actually it's the stuff that you know really makes you stronger as a and you know it's not even just looking at you know recovering from injury it's actually what makes you a, a stronger athlete or a stronger you know stronger person in general you know like yeah. less you know it's well and good being strong but if you're broken after a year then you know what's the point um yeah you know i'd might rather be in a position where i was consistently strong uh, mm-hmm. and actually be able to work than you know the, be- the best deadlifter in the gym but that's broken half a year you know so it's, yeah it's, what's um, the point uh, in that yeah exactly
0: You know, yeah, and it's that's something that's really important to try and insist on in people as well, that you want to be doing this for the long game. And that's not just that's not just the training element of things as well. It's also looking at nutrition, you know, and everything else that comes with being a coach and a PT is like, okay, it's like okay, well, you know, these methods and these approaches may get you to a destination a bit quicker, but you'll probably get there feeling like crap, bit beaten up and then have to have like a bit of period away either from training or that sort of approach as a result as like or well, do you want to do this where you're looking at more of a lifestyle change and you're looking at the bigger picture in the long game right
1: yeah i think like you know it's very hard to get someone that it's great to get someone to pb in four weeks but if you, can, you know if you can say that you might get a three kilo pb in four weeks but you know you might get 15 kilos in a year exactly you know, it's, it's that ability to actually go okay cool yeah i'll, I'll buy into it and it's you know mm-hmm. we're going to be training you know we're in our We're in our 20s, and you know, realistically, we're going to be training for you know, at least 20 30 years, you know, if not more. So, yeah, uh, we've got a lot like we've got a long time ahead of us to get stronger and to you know, to improve our lifts. It's just Mm -hmm. that actually, everyone training has that ability, you know, it's that that thing of actually, we've got very relative people are very young training ages but want to be as strong as physically possible now, whereas they don't Mm -hmm. have that like, like yeah, layer foundation yeah and get strong like when you're younger
0: like you said when you're coming back from injury you you think you're invincible you think you know that things
1: don't apply to you when you're at that age right yeah definitely and you know you do get a few yeah you know, there's a few younger people within the gym that really got switched on ahead that you know are willing to listen huh. to coaches and and you actually think like god like i wish i, I had that kind of yeah like admire and, you know, it like you know the uh they're the ones that are going to get a long way, the ones that are actually willing to listen and you know and, and apply information that they're given um, but that takes a lot of maturity at that sort of age and I think like there's a you know, select few but you know if you could see into the future and see what you know what possibilities it gives you either from not like, getting injured you know to, to, you know to be able to lift or you know improve your performance like that all the stuff that actually I would, you know I think most people would get go back and choose that route but I think at the time it's hard to to put that across to someone
0: yeah it can be a challenge for sure man definitely definitely but like so you said you know we're going back to your experience with this with the with your injury um you said you know you had a six-month period where you couldn't walk like you couldn't load bear through the, the what was it was it your right hand side or your left
1: hand side sorry my um, left hip yeah so yeah. my left hip hit my right knee so i was a, a bit of a pickle
0: yeah so, so couldn't couldn't do much with load bearing on either side
1: really no not particularly so. It was a uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting one. Uh, I think I, I spent my, I got pushed around for my 18th birthday in a wheelchair, uh, yeah, which was a uh, interesting. So it was uh, a yeah, yeah, I can imagine friends me around the the, lo- the local pubs in a, in a wheelchair at the time because I couldn't really yeah. crutch it around, but yeah, yeah, it was just like you know, that was always uh, an interesting one. And you know, it's, a, it's a long time when you're a, you, know, when I was like, you know, I was literally like I was sat at home, I couldn't really get out and about. and you know, I obviously couldn't drive or anything like that so it, yeah. was a, it was a weird time you know just you know I think I spent those days that I was at, I was at home and I must have spent you know a couple of weeks without putting my socks on just because I couldn't do it you know so there's no yeah. point in trying so it was, uh, it was yeah it was an interesting time um, but it taught me a lot and you know I've yeah. uh, got a lot of uh, learnt a lot of empathy for, for other people in pain and like I think when you know when you realise you know it wasn't just the fact that for me like I still struggle with my knee and my hip sometimes and you know it's not always 100% so I, I, that's why I think for a lot of times when like, people talk to me about the injuries they've got and the pain they've got that it's really easy for me to empathise with that because I'm yeah. like yeah god I know, like, know what it feels like to wake up in the morning with like you know stiff or you know yeah. it, it, just to be I have constant niggles and you know and aches and pain so that's why I think I enjoy it as well because for me like I know when I'm feeling good you know it's one of the best best things i can have you know yeah. to be able to train pain free and move better i think that you know that's that's huge so when you get a, a client you know how much actually that can mean to them
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely so yeah it's, it's taught you a hell of a lot and i yeah i can completely understand that that you know it's you know the most important thing from that you can do from these um circumstances well one of the most important things you can do is learn from them right and um so i mean if you look at where you were back then and where you are now. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy the things that you can do. And you know, because yeah, you, you, you know, of course, when like while this is being recorded to give people context, we're in the midst of like lockdown with coronavirus. But like in normal in normal circumstances, like you still do motocross on a pretty yeah. regular basis again now, right? Yeah, yeah. You you know you 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 train. You know multiple times a week in the gym with like say so you still get little little complaints with it but i can imagine that's a, a path of the course with the you know the reconstruction that you've gone through with your, your knee yeah. and your hip but like you know for you to be able to i mean you've hit some insane numbers like say for example with squat you know that's a whole lot of knee and, knee and hip involvement like yeah. with your squat and stuff like that you know you, you've got a really tidy squat you squatted to good numbers you've hit really good numbers with like looking at singular, singular rep work before but now you're more so focusing on Olympic lifting as well. You know things that for anyone can be a challenge um, on joints. You know, and for you to be in a position where you know you you had stress fractures to your lumbar spine, you shattered your pelvis, all this sort of stuff, and you, you had an LCL uh, injury on your knee as well. For you to be doing these things, like if there's anyone that's going to be listening to this, that's you know going through even a fraction of those kind of injuries or complaints. I mean, I think that must be hugely inspiring for people to hear and see, you know, because I I can imagine, thankfully I've never, you know, touched words. I've never had an injury that severe, but I know that, well, I I can only imagine really that it must be very difficult to pick your head out of the gutter and be like, right, okay, well, I can do things here, I'm not a lost cause, there is so much that can be done, and... To have people like yourself, Liam, that have come back from those severe injuries and are now in a position where you're doing all these kick ass things all the time without with next to no issues is really, really inspiring, you know?
1: Yeah, I think like for me, I was sort of like, you you got, you got, it's the mindset side of things. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I think how you, my perception of stuff was always that it was a challenge. So I think that's why I've enjoyed, I enjoy probably as much as any, any movement within the gym, surely in the fact that. You know, post post injury, it was such a it was such a struggle, and it was such a you know, it was one of the big things for me. God, like, I don't think I'll be able to do that properly again. Um, yeah, But actually you know getting back to a position where you know I can move weight and you know. And it, it, it's pretty smooth, like all that sort of stuff. But actually that actually, those sort of things well. I think, that you know, they're the they're the biggest payoff because it was like, actually, I'm going to treat it as a challenge to be able to do. that. To be like, oh, actually, I'm never going to score again. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'll be able to do this.
0: Definitely, definitely, and it, it depends on how you take those kind of th- those kind of uh, comments or bits of feedback with regards to things like oh, you're never going to be able to squat again or you're never going to be able to do this again um, or whether you had those mindset things with yourself. Um, it, it's, you know, you can either, you can sit there and be like, oh, you, I can't do these things and sort of like really sort of go in on it or you can do it like you did and find the challenge in that and be like, you know what? Actually, that's just fuel to my fire to to be an incentive to be like, actually, no, fuck you. I'm going to do these things, you know?
1: Yeah, and I like It is that whole you know you've got you can either sit back and a lot of people let you know their injuries and their pain you know control them and whereas yeah you you know you lots of stuff you can do about it and i Uh think for me there's always a way like uh, i would always find some way even if my hip was bad or my knees, to do something it was always like i make a a one percent difference here so you know i'll get in i'll try this i'll i'll do this it wasn't just like a Oh, i'm in pain i'm just going to write that off because mm-hmm. it was just that mental mind's like set of like resilient side of things where actually i wanted to get better and i wanted to yeah i wanted to be proactive uh, i wanted to get back to what i was doing so it was a, that was a big driver for me
0: yeah definitely man definitely it depends on how you take the information and the the situation that you've got in front of you and use it right it depends on whether you're like okay well like i said we you allowed to just consume you and define you and make you who you are or you actually use it as a fuel to your fire to, to either adapt and work around it or, <clears throat> you know, rebuild and work towards those things you've been, you've either told yourself or have, you know, may have been told by people within the healthcare profession that you may struggle to do. Looking, looking at what we've just been discussing for the last like 40 minutes or so, um, if there was one main thing that you could go back and tell yourself, like, Let's say at the early stages of your like of your time as a personal trainer like one bit of advice you could tell your former self what do you think there'd be any main things that you'd just be like cool liam like don't worry about this or do this differently
1: uh i think my biggest thing would be uh relax you know I I panic like not panic but i used to think about everything all the time and i think Mm -hmm. actually just trusting yourself and having a bit more uh Backing would be definitely something I would have done back in the day, but seeing that when you're there is a uh, is hard and you yeah, know to see the value in yourself that's quite difficult. Definitely. Definitely.
0: But yeah, to having a bit more self-belief and not worrying too much about having like all the answers for everything or like straight yeah, away.
1: Yeah. You know, and just letting it like, learn it learning it come, that, that you will learn, like it's uh and, you know, that I think that's massive.
0: Definitely, man, that's also awesome. brilliant. So with the quick fire five, so I'm gonna start off with two of your two of your big passions. So, motocross or gym?
1: Uh, I'll <laughs> go gym.
0: Gym, cool. Body weight or barbell? Barbell. Sugar or caffeine? Sugar. Sugar. Oh, that was that was, that, that was gonna be a tricky one, I reckon. And um, cars or bikes? Bikes. Yeah, really? Oh, okay. Uh, squat or deadlift? Squat. Nice. Liam, this has been kick ass, man. Thank you very much. Been really enjoyable. Um...